1: Sit, boo-boo, sit, boo-boo, sit.
0: You a doctor. That's some bad hat hair. It's a good pistol. Get any of that? Not a doctor. Bye, have a beautiful friend. your
1: Hello and welcome to Hunting Seasons, the podcast that dares to binge-watch, deep-dive and break down a season of television each and every episode. I'm Broderick Gordas. I'm Damask Leary. And today we'll be discussing We Are Lady Parts Series 1. Damask Leary, how are you today?
2: I'm good. I am fabulous today. I've had a very stressful week. As Mm. you know, I reached Mm. out to you being like, I feel like I'm dying. I'm so stressed. Just because I've started kind of like a new job and I've just I don't do well with that level of anxiety. Sure. Um but now I you know, yesterday was my last, you know, gig of the week. So I've got three days off. I feel Lovely. relaxed. I feel capable. Things are looking up. So Good. I feel great today. How are Good. you, Brad?
1: Did you are you feeling just a little bit more we don't go specifics, but a bit more on top of things? You're feeling a bit more like yeah. this is gonna be okay. I just
2: needed to do more work at home before I was arriving. Okay. Job just to be more prepared. Who knew? Who knew? There you are.
1: <laughs> but they'll get easier. They'll get easier too. Yeah, Again. exactly. Okay, specifics. I'm all right. I'm about to get my second Pfizer vaccine dose mm-hmm. uh, directly after recording this, actually, which is fun. I've Very been running exciting. around all day trying to um, just get some stuff organized. I don't know. I've got a busy weekend. Today is just a jam packed day. Lots mm. and lots to do. Before I get to the weekend. But I'm going to the footy tonight. Uh, Victoria is coming out of lockdown slowly. It can actually go back to the football, which is good. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of the country is going through their own thing. So, we'll see <laughs> what happens there. Speak that for yourself.
2: WA, once yeah, more, is just like in its own little world. There you Beautiful.
1: Go. A little world that they won't let me into. <laughs> what <laughs> bastards. Yeah, All very right. rude. Let's get to our spoiler-free review of We Are Lady Parts Series 1. Let me clue you in.
0: Season in review...
1: We Are Lady Parts is a British semi-musical sitcom written and directed by Nida Manzor, director of Doctor Who Series 12 episodes, Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror, and Fugitive of the Jadoon, my favourite episode of uh, episode oh, Series 12, I should say, and was first developed as a pilot for Channel 4's comedy Blaps in 2018. The pilot is still available to watch in full on YouTube, with comments turned off as the backlash was so intense that Manzor was forced to close her social media accounts. Thankfully, We Are Lady Parts was still commissioned for a six-episode series, which premiered on the 20th of May, 2021. The series follows undiscovered female Muslim British punk rock band Lady Parts as they strive to find musical success and stars Anjana Vasan, Sarah Camila, Juliet Matamid, Faith Omole, and Lucy Shorthouse. We Are Lady Parts series one consists of six episodes, each coming in at around 25 minutes. It took us approximately two hours and 30 minutes to watch. As of recording this review, there is no word on if We Are Lady Parts will return for a second season. So, Damask, before we get to our spoiler-free review, are you into the British punk rock scene or are you into Islam?
2: Um, I am not into the British punk rock scene, nor am I into Islam. I am Into not is-
1: Islam. I <laughs> don't that?
2: even know what that means. Um, I'm <laughs> not into either. any religion, <laughs> um, not a fan. I used to be a Christian many moons ago. Just found it a bit oppressive and shit, really. It's, so I gave it's that not one your up, genre. Not and your I genre. haven't decided to commit to a new one since. <laughs> uh, what about you, Brod? Uh,
1: I don't know. Like, I, I'm not saying I'm. I have no problem with like punk rock, particularly British punk rock, but I don't think I'm like a huge. I don't. I'm not a big music person in general. It's not that I dislike music. I just probably had that phase going through your teens where I was really into certain bands at the time or certain artists. I, I really don't keep up and just tend to listen to whatever Spotify sort of throws at me these days, which probably makes s- me kind I of I will a say sh-
2: that I think that um, punk rock is probably like one of my least favorite genres. Sure. I remember like, you know, first coming out and stuff and I felt like I really kind of had to get into this like sub genre of, or the genre of punk rock, which is, like Riot Girl.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I did not like it. <laughs> I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't engage with it. It was a little too angry for my kind of waspy sensibility. So, I will admit that before we go further into this.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, again, nothing wrong with the scene whatsoever. Just not like super into it. That's the thing. I, I like the aesthetic of like the British punk rock scene. I like mm. when it shows up in other stuff. It's a fun aesthetic. Um, but yeah, no, no real love or dislike for that whatsoever. Kind of my feelings on Islam as well. I'm not religious, but...
2: You like the aesthetic?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like the aesthetic. If you see me, I sort of have like the bald head and the beard thing sometimes people have asked me a few times, actually. Anyway, with all that in mind, did you have any expectations going in with uh, We Are Lady Parts? Like, I'd seen the trailer on Stan, I remember seeing it initially and sort of going, oh, that looks like a cool idea. And then sort of I had a few people recommend that we watch the show Mm. that would be up our alley. Um, Were you excited before starting to watch the show?
2: I was excited. Now, I hadn't even seen the trailer. I hadn't read anything about it. I'd seen kind of the the poster, the image on stand, like the banner image, yep. um, but I didn't really know anything about it. But like you, like people had recommended this show to me that I would really like it and that we should do it for the podcast. So I was excited. I was like, okay, if this is people know my TV taste and they think I'll really like it. And just by the basic kind of plot that I understood it to have, I was mm-hmm. like, I probably will really, really like this show. So my expectations were pretty high at that point.
1: So I think it's worth saying off the bat here I want to throw it to you to give your review or at least start this discussion that we probably don't have a lot of spoiler thoughts. Is no. a spoiler possibly to say that this is not the most complex narrative with a lot of twists and turns and stuff mm-hmm. like that? It's probably in a lot of ways, even though the setting and the idea might, you know, is quite unique. The story itself is pretty familiar, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's possible that our spoiler-free review section is going to be a lot more dense than our deep-dive discussion, if that happens at all, or what Mm -hmm. format, we'll figure it out as we go along. With all that in mind then, Damask, what do you think of We Are Lady Parts Series 1?
2: Okay, here we go. Um, So from the very first episode of We Are Lady Parts, I was immediately drawn to the main character, Amina. She is extremely likable and helped by a great performance by Anjana Vasan. She's a very funny lady, and I'm really looking forward to seeing more from her. Um, The very relatable sense of humour Amina has about her certain predicament is a great hook. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I can totally watch this. I enjoyed the sense of humor. I was there for it. Uh, As the episode rolls on, we meet the other ladies and immediately I was struck by their lack of dimensionality. They were caricatures, which when held up against our protagonist looked even more boring. Um, But it was the first episode. So I was looking forward to the journey of getting to know them. You know, I'm all like, I love kind of getting layers added as we progress sure. through a story. I'm, I'm not opposed to that. So I was like, okay, it's the pilot. This is what we get, but we're going to get so much more later on. So we have Bisma, who is the group's earth mother. Mm-hmm. We have Aisha, the angry one. We have Saira, the sad, angry one. So the
1: other angry one. <laughs> <Yes. yeah.
2: laughs> we have Momtaz, the manager who manages. Um, and as the episodes roll on, unfortunately... These characters never really go beyond being the one who is an earth mother or the one who is angry, angry, the one who is sad, angry, and the one who manages. We see this group of women bond and grow closer through montages. You know, we see them smoking weed and gallivanting through fields. But I was really wishing for actual conversations between them, you know, getting to know you experience that felt genuine. Sure, we might get an explanation of someone's traits with a, you know, this big bad tragedy happened to me, which explains X, Y, and Z. But I wanted these characters to be a little realer than that, to have more complexity. The show also has an inevitability problem. So from the very first minutes of the show, we know what's going to happen. With every new plot point, you can already see the resolution. Um, and I think that really dissipates a lot of the energy that is built by that kind of, you know, Edgar Wright-style like cuts, the, like the quick edits that we're seeing. Um, builds a lot of energy, but unfortunately I feel like the plot and the predictability kind of takes that away a little bit. Um, I couldn't help but shake this feeling of familiarity, what you were talking about, around mm-hmm. this show. It actually reminded me a lot of one I used to watch as a teenager called Girls in Love. Um, which was a British show, you know, this kind of love-obsessed slash socially awkward narration permeated so much of the TV I watched as a teenage girl in the early 2000s. And it almost feels like an homage to that. You know, it might be a nod to our stunted protagonists, who knows, but I actually liked all of the narration at the top. It reminded me of my teen years. Unfortunately, I do think it gets in the way of us getting to know the other characters, Having Amina interrupt and tell us her interpretation of everyone stops us from getting to know them ourselves. And a lot of these observations are pretty surface level. Um, Also, for such a short series, we really, really don't need that many flashbacks. There's a lot of flashbacks and the episodes are only like 20, 25 minutes long. I don't think that's necessary at all. Do
1: you mean that like flashbacks to help reestablish a plot point? Like we're seeing things again that we've seen before? Yes.
2: Um. I also have to mention, and at the top, I mentioned punk is not my thing. Sure. And this is just my opinion. But I think the music is so terrible. It's it's hard when something is unabashedly cool or in the show, in the world, it's meant to be cool, when I just don't think it is. I felt awkward watching it. Um, but then I went oh. on like later after I finish the show and I read that the writer and her siblings wrote the songs and were inspired by things like this is Spinal Tap. Mm -hmm. So at that point I was confused. I was like, is the music supposed to be funny and bad or playing with the genre? Um, The journey of the band and the seriousness with which some of the band members feel about it makes me confused because they seem quite serious about it. Um, They don't seem to be expressing any awareness that the songs are bad but they're also not portrayed to be idiots. So I just need some, I want some clarification (laughs) about the intent of the songs. So one of the characters takes their music really, really seriously. I mean, I think a lot of them do, most of them do, but really, really seriously. And the songs are so basically punk.
1: Sure. Um, I, I think the point is, okay, I'll I look at it this way. And you've already mm. brought up the Edgar Wright comparison. I think it's a really, really strong one for a number of reasons. Number one, stylistically, the show mm. has a lot of Edgar Wright sort of energy to it. I'm going to come back to the idea of energy when I get to my review as well. But like the way they do sh- cuts, the way they use sound effects to create atmosphere or mm. to give energy to a scene or a shot and stuff like that. It's very Edgar Wright-esque, which is a cool thing. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Love that. It's also got a quite a bit of Scott Pilgrim about it. And one of the things that's interesting about Scott Pilgrim is that, like, you look at bob Bomb as a band, they <laughs> are both shit and are cool. And I don't think you need to be definitely have good music to, like, to be able to say, this is a great song and mm. still enjoy the energy of it. Because it's that amateur, like, these got, these they are not meant to be the top of the pops sort of band, right? They are a garage yeah, no, band that are I figuring themselves out. And, by... Okay, go on. And I think that it's more important that even if your music is not stellar or original or even that doesn't sound that great, if the emotion, if the expression, which is so much of what part of what punk is, you know, from my outside opinion, mm. that they take it seriously because it's a way of expressing themselves and that's the why it's so important to them. Mm-hmm. And they do want to have more success, particularly we talk about Syrah, I think it is, mm. who is very, very, very into the music and thinks it's extremely important. But I don't think you're meant to think this is they're the best band in the world or anything close to that. It's I I enjoyed it because of its punk energy more than because I was like, oh, I can't wait to listen to this song a thousand times and repeat. If that makes sense?
2: No, I I get what you're saying. It's not quite what. I'm trying to say I'm not thinking that this band should be you know number one around the
1: world. Sure,
2: but I can't take it seriously. I think the character of Syra, I mean, it is 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 so committed. Comedy
1: first, this show, and Syra's intensity is part of the comedy. (laughs) Yeah, like so. I don't. But I just feel embarrassed for it because
2: I'm like, you're not very good.
1: But they have a following. They have a like, scene. There are people who do enjoy the music, which is why
2: it's confusing to me.
1: <laughs> no, it's the same reason again. It's why it's why bomb is like fun to me. I know, for, I know. Like when they do, I'm a garbage truck. In I've watched <laughs> that film so many times. It's a shit song, yeah. but and but that's yet, so,
2: But I, in the film though, that is so bad that you as the audience can laugh. I don't feel like I'm allowed to laugh at these songs because in the show I'm meant to be of taking them seriously. Of course you
1: can. Of course you can. With lyrics like Voldemort is under my headscarf or whatever it is or this is an honor killing. It is absolutely meant to be. It is the the music by nature of what it is is meant to be like parody to some degree. They are Expressing themselves and taking the piss out of their own religion—that's what they get criticised for. And it's more—it's more subtle than just saying that. Like, that's one of the best discussions in in the show. It's actually the part I do want to talk about in spoiler section is when mm. they finally do get that um, that reporter to to talk about the or, or to do it, uh, an article about them, mm. and that's sort of like the difference between what they're doing and why they're doing it versus how they're perceived and it is meant to be tongue in cheek to some degree for sure yeah. and so you are allowed to laugh at that
2: so but like so in the show they're like a comedy band then
1: no 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 the show is- <laughs> no <laughs> no but but there is an element of of wit to what they're doing and they know yeah. that for sure okay yeah, absolutely. They okay. absolutely it is not meant yeah. to be dead serious. It is meant to be expressing themselves in a way that is
2: Yeah, no, I knew that. I guess I'm just cutting. confused about their knowledge, my knowledge, the world's knowledge and how all that mixes together.
1: The, what the intentions are.
2: You're, you're not going to laugh
1: at them because they're terrible, right? So I am. No, you're not meant to laugh at them because they're terrible. No, (laughs) that's not where the joke is. The joke is that the songs are intentionally, like, not sophisticated. Does that make sense? Like, the sophistication comes in the raw kind of um, uh, confronting nature of the lyrics. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill my sister. This is an honour killing is meant to shock you. It's not meant to be Mm -hmm. like... It's not going to, again, it's not going to be the the number one song on the UK charts, but mm. is going to get attention and it is going to be a way of expressing themselves and that's what makes it cool. And that's what, and at the same time, you know, if if you enjoy that punk aesthetic, it's a bit of fun. Mm-hmm. I, I found the songs fun. I didn't, I, you know, again, I'm not going to listen to them on repeat, I don't think, though it is apparently available digitally now, I heard the other day that a lot of these songs are. Mm. Um,
2: yeah, I re-listened to them this morning because so I was like, maybe i Missing something. I'm clearly no. I'm missing something because I don't get it.
1: <laughs> well, you said you're not a fan of the genre necessarily. You never so, were. Yeah. And maybe that's part of the problem there.
2: Yeah, I guess like when, you know, watching things like, you know, This Is Spinal Tap. Sure. Like the I those songs I think are musically some of them, most of them, are like musically pretty good. Um, but then also the lyrics themselves are making fun of the genre. Um, and I is that what they're... I don't know what they're doing. I, I so clearly don't know what do they're doing think, here.
1: Like musically, like from a... If you listen to it without lyrics, you would find it not good to listen to at all. You wouldn't enjoy that sound?
2: Um, some of them, I think, was it Voldemort? I didn't mind. Yep. I don't like Bashir with the good beard.
1: Bashir with good beard. Yep. Um, what was the
2: that's, other one? I
1: love the, I love the songs. I think the songs are one of the best bits of the show. <laughs>
2: okay. Fair enough. Um, I didn't. I didn't okay. like them.
1: Yeah. Okay. And listen, that's just taste. That's just a taste thing. It's a problem with doing – we've done, had this problem not with music but with comedy before where if you're just not on the level that the show is coming at you at, mm. if, it's, if you are not there with it, you're not going to – enjoy it as much as other people. That's true. We had this problem That's with corporate. We've had mm-hmm. this with comedy a lot of times and music is absolutely in that realm. Sorry, I feel yeah. like I've overtaken the, your review. Well, No, just no, I,
2: I wanted to have the discussion. I'm, I'm glad we had it. Um, all right, so let's move on. Yes. <laughs> um, so I really did want to like this show and perhaps my expectations were too high. Um, you know, people were talking about this being the next... Fleabag, except it had new stories to tell and with genuine intersectionality. So I was Fleabag, like, Fleabag, really? Yeah, I was fucking pumped. I was that like, alright. That's a
1: terrible comparison. No, it's is, isn't that. it? Yeah. I will tell you, you where that comparison might have come from, though. If you watch the original pilot, mm. she's fleabagging rather than it being an internal monologue. So mm-hmm. she um, looks to the camera and says those lies. Amina does, looks to the camera and says those lines and then comes mm. back into the scene. I'm really actually glad having watched the pilot now, the original part that they didn't do that didn't in do the that. show itself. Yeah, I think it's better at it being an internal monologue or, or a narrator. Go on.
2: Um so I'm glad there is a show that smashes the cliches of what we expect from Muslim characters, particularly female ones. I think that's fucking great. And I have to acknowledge that I'm not going to feel the very important and valid catharsis of finally seeing representation that feels accurate to my life mm-hmm. while watching We Are Lady Parts. You know, I know that when I was watching representation of queerness, it felt genuine. No one could tell me anything about it. You know what I mean? Like it was if it was good to me, it was good and I was right to feel that way. I think it's one of the most valid experiences of watching a show Um, And it's just simply not possible for me to have that experience while watching this show. Um, But I think it's a great fucking thing to happen to anyone while watching TV and nothing I can say should or could diminish that. But, you know, ultimately I was disappointed with We Are Lady Parts, but I'm a white lady, so who cares? (laughs) 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 So there you go.
1: Yeah, very, very interesting. I don't think we're necessarily that far apart. I think maybe where you and I are going to be different is just how much we enjoyed what the show was doing. Maybe expectations mm. were a part of it. Yeah. For me, the what I was enjoying most about We Are Lady Parts was honestly, it's the vibe. It's just the vibe. <laughs> the vibe it's Marbo. It's the vibe, <laughs> right? It is first and foremost a comedy. It's a twenty-five-minute, mm-hmm. six-episode comedy. It's only runs for two and a half hours. With a tight edit, this could be a film. And very easily, I think it would work as a movie, I think. if I think it, so. If it wasn't going to get a series two, and we don't know that it is, maybe this would have been better as just a tight little movie that mm. didn't have the expectation of a film, because of a TV show. Because as you were saying, a TV show, maybe the expectation is we dive a little bit more into these characters. Mm. Um, we really just focus on a couple Mostly mm-hmm. with Amina and also Syrah, and the others are kind of just second fiddle to some degree. Um, but yes, it is comedy first, and it's it's just silly in a lot of ways, in a yeah. good way. Like, that's what it's going for. You're going to hate this. Oh, no. <laughs> but Amina, to me, the her character sometimes reminded me of, like, a Ted Mosby or a... Um, uh, what's Brax JD from, from Scrubs. That real, like... <laughs> That's a sick real, burn. Jeez I weeps. know, it's a terrible thing to say. Better version of those characters. But, like, mm. if there is a series two, I'd be very happy to move the focus off Amina of and onto mm-hmm. one of the other characters. I think most of her story is sort of told by the end of this season, mm. and she's not that interesting beyond that. This yep. is pretty much. She really is a like a,
2: a Lizzie McGuire. You know, yes, like, it's very yes. similar to that kind of vibe.
1: Yeah, she's it's it's sort of a pretty basic rom com with a dork at the center of it, with then this other section with the musical side of things, which is almost like joining a sports team. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's a very very familiar, it's basic been it like story. Beckham. Bet, I have not seen Bennett Light like Beckham. Steph was watching the show with me and kept saying, I can't believe you haven't seen Benedict Light like Beckham. You have to see Bennett Light like Beckham. <laughs> so I will make something that I that's something I do soon. Um and that's not a bad thing whatsoever but just don't go in expecting twists and turns and for mm. this to blow your mind which is interesting because when i first came across the show in that trailer in my mind i was thinking like wow what an interesting and fresh take i wonder what they're going to do with this mm. because of the fact that these are muslim women of color doing british punk rock yeah. this seems like fertile ground to say something really like compelling or profound and that the show is not doing this for a lot of the show. I would even argue that their heritage and ethnicity is more of a setting than a story point. And mm-hmm. only really become and it's a really interesting one. It means that you get sort of fresh takes on old ideas sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's also not giving us necessarily all that a new story. Um, or something that I haven't seen before. Not a criticism, though. Just more seeing your expectations where they should be. Anyway, go back to the comedy, cartoonish exaggeration at times. We talked about how this is a very right in all the right ways. A little bit Scott Pilgrim in there. It's very sweet as well. I think you said you would rather have, you would like to have had more sincere conversations between the characters, and I agree. It. I think it is sincere, but in a very straightforward, basic way, almost in a Disney way, you know, where people aren't really having the hard conversations that often. They're just sort of expressing how they're feeling and either in broad strokes, whether that be anger, which Mm -hmm. I think there's a great fight that happens in episode five between the band members that I think is really, really great for what it is, but it's not deep, if Mm. that makes sense. And then- When there's sweetness to be had, it hits for me. But again, it's not deep and it's not necessarily sophisticated at a level that I was expecting. It's kind of a musical, this show, but not really. It has a couple of musical numbers that are sort of out of this world. They are either internal or they're, you know, extra dimensional almost in the way that musicals can sort of be. And there are some that are just in the show because this is the songs that bands are playing, like Voldemort Under My Headscarf and Bashir With A Beard, etc., I thought the performances all round were really strong, though, for a script that wasn't pushing the envelope in terms of the story. I thought the dialogue was really fun and funny. Yeah. I was laughing. Everyone plenty. did a great job. Everybody was was yeah. committed to their roles. Again, it was that energy that the that the show brought. Everyone was on the same level. It was interesting watching the pilot as well. They've recast a couple of characters, and some of the ones that who stuck around, they obviously stuck around because they were on the level that the the writer and the creators wanted. Mm-hmm. And the ones that were replaced broader an intensity that lifted to the same level as that and because of that I think it's it's I'm never having a bad time with this show if that mm-hmm. makes sense I'm never bored I'm never looking to go to the next scene I'm enjoying what's happening in front of me what I guess is fresh about this to some degree and maybe I've I'm already contradicting myself here a little bit I was listening back to our reviews of master of none mm. right particularly season one and two before we reviewed season three And one of the things we talked about was I was looking forward to when we got to the next stage, because we're starting to see more people of colour being able to tell their story, especially like second and third generation, um, uh, like immigrant families and those sorts of things, Mm -hmm. which has been awesome to see more of that. And I always want more representation, obviously. But I was starting to feel like... We kept circling the same sorts of stories about that for a while. Mm-hmm. And like, and that's not necessarily... That's no one's fault that still hadn't been a lot of representation. And I was waiting for sort of like... I look forward to when we can start to tell the next series of stories. Yeah. And to me, this was sort of what I was talking about. Where it didn't feel like... It felt like that background was part of the texture of the show, but wasn't the whole show. It was mm-hmm. sort of the... This sort of cross um culture of people who come from this very specific background and religion mixing with this very specific musical genre and punk lifestyle, that melding that felt real and I could see the appeal and like mm-hmm. everything about it. So that, that was really fresh to me. I really, really yeah. loved that about I, the show. I,
2: I think that's a really good point that you have made there. Um, I think that's really true. I think it doesn't feel like they're telling this story from a lens of understanding the experience of people who believe in Islam or people mm. of color, mm-hmm. um, kind of showing how they fit in a white world for like white people to understand. They're just telling yes, their exactly. story. Which I think is really fucking valid and great, yeah.
1: I think you articulated better than me. It didn't feel like it was having to explain the situation. It just was Was, in a way that was expressive and I thought was very refreshing about the show Mm -hmm. to some degree. Now, whether that made it the most, as I said, um, sophisticated or got to the nitty gritty of that, could it have reached a higher potential possibly, but for what it was and what it was trying to do, I think it really achieved it very well. This two and a half hour, what easily could have been a movie thing. I agree with you though. One of the things that was weird about this show is that it did sometimes feel slight. If that makes sense. Like it did. I didn't always fully believe the drama because they weren't investing in the drama as well as they could have. Mm -hmm. Um, Some parts seemed a little bit underdone. I would say the Saira and her boyfriend, um, on and off boyfriend Uh, situation, was not that compelling to me. Because it felt like a background element that was getting some foreground attention, but I didn't really know why. It was Mm -hmm. like they almost added that story in after the fact on top of what else was happening. And it didn't feel like it was integral to the plot of the show, if that made sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like that, I guess, is where I wish there was a little bit more attention paid to integrating those stories or making them feel a little bit more important than they were. But ultimately, I really, really had a good time with the show. And I think what's more important is that This could almost be seen as a pilot season and that if you could springboard off this into more stories, into more seasons, particularly if you got an opportunity to spend more time with the other band members in particular, Mm. Um, I don't know about you, but for Momtaz was my favorite character. Like all my lines that I've written down as being my favorite ones all involve Momtaz for some reason. Mm. And I would love to spend more time with them and get to know them in future seasons. So I hope there's more. It's hard to talk about anything more in depth than that because I don't think it's it's surprisingly shallow at times or mm. slight, as I said. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, spoiler discussion is going to be pretty, pretty shallow, I think. Final score. How would you rate this out of five stars, Damask?
2: I'm giving it a 2.5.
1: Ooh. That's somewhere between decent and or inferior and decent, I should say. Ooh, okay. I'm going to give this yeah. four stars. <laughs> I'm going to give it four stars. Okay. It's yeah. it's not earth-shattering television. So mm. um, it's like I can't look at Masterful. But I could. I think its execution is mostly excellent. And I had a really, mm. really good time with it. Really mm-hmm. good time with it. I could easily watch it again, especially when only, you know, 25-minute episodes, six of those. Easy to pop on the background. Mm. And I really look forward yeah. to what comes next.
2: Well, you know me. I, I love character and I need more character here for me to really kind of attach myself to a show. And that's, that's, that's where it's really light for me. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, now before we get
2: into spoilers, we'd like to shamelessly plead and beg everyone who enjoys this show to please, please, please review us on Apple Podcasts Not a goddamn single thing helps the show to grow more than by throwing five stars and a bunch of lovely words our way.
1: And if guilting you is not going to work, we'll try and uh, give you something for your trouble. If we reach 25 written reviews on Apple Podcasts, we will finally review Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 1.
2: Woohoo! right, we would also love you to share hunting seasons with people you know randos on the street, anyone. You might be actively trying to sneak into their DMs, anybody, guys, who you think might also enjoy listening.
1: Next week, we'll be back with our review of another British youth comedy actually Sex Education Series 1 and we'll be joined by special guest Matt Palmer of the Two Gay Mats podcast and YouTube channel if you'd like to contribute to our discussion of sex education or if you have any thoughts on We Are Lady Parts and you might have some maybe uh, you've got something to say in sort of relation to what we think about the show I'd love to hear from listeners you can write to us or send us an audio recording that we may include on a future episode to contact at huntingseasonspodcast.com or find us on Twitter at huntingscast but right now let's talk spoilers for We Are lady parts series one you're now entering the spoiler zone Spoiler warning. From here on, we'll be discussing everything that happens in Series 1 of We Are Lady Parts. Before listing any further, we recommend watching all of We Are Lady Parts Series 1 up to this point. If you've not yet done so, proceed with caution. There are spoilers ahead for what there is to spoil. You have been been warned. Warned. Deep dive. It's cool to know other people think about this stuff too. Alright, what did you want to talk about in spoilers? Um...
2: One thing one element I liked I was like oh that's cool um was like I enjoyed the fact the pressure that's put on our protagonist isn't from her parents they're pretty yes, chill and cool it's actually from her thing. peer group and yes. I was like oh that's actually a cool kind of fresh Reversal. take that I hadn't seen before because yeah. we've all seen you know like, these kind of oppressive you know muslim parents we've seen yeah. that god a billion times um, but you know That is not every fucking Muslim parent by any stretch of the imagination. So, I'm glad that we have some different representation there. I thought that was great.
1: Absolutely. I thought the exact same thing. It was a fun reversal just to have, yeah, the mum be the one to sort of like trying to push. Even in that opening sequence, I love when they're trying to set her up and they're talking Mm. to the other family. Um, Just the way they're describing Amina is hilarious. Um, (laughs) She's fastidious. Um, But the... (laughs) Yeah, that reverse was cool. And then for is it Noor, um, the best friend, to be the one mm. that's really pressuring her to sort yeah. of these on these norms, what's expected of her that she, you know, she can't be doing this. Yeah. Um, I I really like that. I also like that Noor's not really that terrible villain either. No. She's just in a they're on different paths and they're
2: different values. Different values yeah yeah. Yeah. And I think it makes sense for a story that takes place in 2020. I think it's quite natural that, you know, a mum figure now would have kind of already pushed those boundaries, like, I don't know, back in the 80s and 90s yeah. with her parents. So I think it's, yeah, a natural progression for probably a lot of people that their mum, yeah, has kind of done a lot of the work for them. Um, and they're trying to find their place within their community as well, perhaps in a different way.
1: I couldn't not have this in my head and maybe it comes to the the lack of sort of these sorts of uh parents i've seen on tv i couldn't help but compare amina's parents to um aziz's parents in mm. um master of none and like the difference when you have actual actors in these roles who know what they're doing versus <laughs> just you know your your own parents who you think are kind of charming yeah um, it was refreshing to see that because that, I thought that both the parents were really, really fun.
2: They were, yeah. No
1: offence. None taken. Um, one of the, th- the story elements that I did think was taking things a little bit further along and I think is reflective of the creator's experience with the backlash that happened after the pilot was created mm. was that getting the influencer person to come in, the one who writes for like, you know, it'd be pedestrian or vice or something like that mm. sort of in the real world to – tell their story or to to introduce them to the world, basically, Lady Parts, and to completely misrepresent them for the Mm -hmm. sake of engagement and clicks and getting people's attention. And then having that experience of, like, people not even having listened to the music and already Mm. judging them for um, about what they're apparently doing or saying. Yeah,
2: what they might represent.
1: What they might represent. Mm. I thought that was fascinating. I really wish it was a bigger part of the show. Mm-hmm. Kind of. It's like, obviously, the show wasn't really about that. That wasn't the vibe of the show. And as I said at the start of my review, vibes are a big part of what the show was, appeal- was appealing to me about the show. But it was something different and fresh and new. Because mm-hmm. I haven't seen a Muslim all-female punk rock band before. And I was fascinated to understand what that reaction would be. Mm-hmm. Within their own community and outside of it, and it was kind. And while that idea was thrown out there, and the initial reaction was fascinating, it kind of wasn't explored any further than that. Though, Um, they just sort of realised they had fans underneath the surface of vitriol, and then had a fun punk rock uh, concert in the back of like a shipping yard or something like that. (laughs) And it was like, oh, resolved, I guess.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is like we get because it is kind of a great story in there and we get elements of it, but really like the kind of progression of vitriol to, oh, there are people who get what we're trying to do, is simply Mm. just like seeing tweets on the screen.
1: Yes. Which is kind of
2: that simplification of like something that could be complex and interesting and how it might affect each person differently. Like we get those elements, but they are – told so simply um, that it doesn't feel like a really rich you nuanced story.
1: Yeah. I, like, I could see a sequence where uh, Amina is able to get Noor to sit down and listen to a song and, like, get that initial reaction and try and explain what they're doing and get mm. Noor's reaction to, to that or why she doesn't see that or what she yeah. feels about it. And, like, that would be a really interesting conversation to have about intent of art versus perception of art, yeah and it sounds like the creators are somewhat interested in that because of their own experience with that. Mm. It's a shame we couldn't go just a little bit further with it because I think that's a pretty interesting idea. It's great that it was in there. Um, but I just guess this season was interested in telling it. Maybe in a season two, it certainly yep. feels like there'd be a, there'd be something to talk about there.
2: Well, the backlash certainly, I assume, won't stop. There, you know what I mean? Like, so as they perhaps get bigger, um, get more attention, then I assume that backlash will simply continue. And I don't want that to be all the show is about. I think there's, you know, let's make these characters interesting by themselves. Totally. And not just about the controversy, oh my goodness, of Muslim women being in a punk rock band. But, you know, there is, yeah, plenty to explore there that I wouldn't mind exploring.
1: I'm having a hard time thinking of anything else to really discuss. As I said, this is a straightforward rom-com mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of in a lot of ways. Uh, we've got a bit of side story with Syrah and her would be wouldn't be boyfriend. Her problems with the death of her sister and sort of dealing with that being
2: alienated from her family, and being away from her family, so struggling to say sorry.
1: She yeah. did absolutely suggest this is a found family story, which I know you love, but <laughs> maybe didn't quite get there.
2: Well, I didn't find the family is the problem. Yeah. I was told they found one, but I didn't actually get to enjoy the journey of the finding.
1: Well, a lot of it a big part of it was that they were pre-established, right? These mm. they were four women who were already together, three in the band plus Mom Taz as the uh as the major, and then they add Amina later. Mm. And so she's really just the fish out of water coming into their world. And so it wasn't like they were finding each other for the first time. It was more of a realisation of, oh, actually, you guys are my, my family, I guess. Yeah. I I guess the, the shorthand they tried to use was they would show things like rocking out to the pro- 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 Proclaimers sort of um, in that Wayne's World style of them doing Bohemian mm. Rhapsody. And I found that extremely infectious and fun. But it wasn't... I guess it wasn't emotionally charged in any way that it made you go, oh, my God, they're a family <laughs> that yeah. really felt like it, you were earning that. It was just, here it is, pre-established. This is what it looks like. Mm. Jump in, guys.
2: Yeah. Um, one thing, I, did I enjoy it? I don't know. I thought it was a thing. It was um, the, the queer lady switcheroo of the expectation that it's going to be Syrah because she's obviously dresses more masculine or androgynous. Mm-hmm. um and is seems emotionally distant from her boyfriend or the person she's sleeping with yep. um so i was like oh she's probably gay um i feel like that's where the show what, the, the, the dots that the show wants me to connect and then obviously it turns out to be Aisha and it's not a big deal at all it's not it's not a thing and i thought that was quite nice
1: definitely that's all Aisha's story really had though apart from being yeah. super angry <laughs> Bizma, I think, had even less of a story. Yes,
2: yeah, there was nothing. Mm.
1: Bizma really ended up being a joke about like hippy dippy, um, as you said, Earth Mother sort of types. Mm. She had a very judgmental eye in a way of like being a bit sassy, especially with the men in her life, mm. and trying to be like the the nurturing center of the band. But that was about it. And then Mom Taz doesn't really have a story either. Aside from going out of her way to try and get them a profile online and then having to try and make up for that at the end. Yeah. Momtaz <laughs> is just cool. Momtaz is cool, though. Yeah, like, which is I, what I like. Which is what I enjoyed about Momtaz. <laughs> and yeah. we haven't even talked about the, the fact that Momtaz is covered from head to toe in... I yeah. don't want to get this wrong. I meant to look it up beforehand because I don't think it's a Burke. I don't think that's correct. No, it's um, a
2: niqab? Niqab? Niqab. That- I think you're right. Is
1: that right? And I... There was a sequence in the last episode where she wasn't wearing that while she was doing some work on the computer in her bedroom, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't think I really want to see what's under her dress, her dressing yeah. at all. Because I don't think we need to. I don't think it's No. It's not it's not a mystery or something that's that's being held back from me. It's just the reality of how she presents to the world. Mm. And I just thought it was really cool that it was, it was completely just, it just was, I think is the yeah. point, right? It wasn't what I a like comment is on that, it ever.
2: No, it was so that it just was, and they turned a uh, Nikab. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. I'm so sorry. Into pretty much like a leather jacket, like a sign of coolness.
1: Well, sometimes she gen- she actually genuinely was wearing a leather, was wearing jacket, a leather jacket as well.
2: Jacket. <laughs> it's a hat on a hat in that instance. You know what I mean? She didn't yeah. necessarily need that. But yeah, it was a sign of of coolness, of independence, of like her making her own choices. I was like, that's that's fucking sick. Yeah.
1: And it is just a great visual jag that she, uh, visual joke that she is selling lingerie. As her job as well. I think that's just. I also just love the visual
2: of the like vaping and the the, yeah the vape coming through the cloth. I was like that looks that looks nice. Yeah.
0: Any last words? Final thoughts. That's why you always leave a note.
1: Do you have any side notes to mask? I don't. Okay, I got a few. Mm -hmm. After the shortest spoiler section we've ever done, I got a few. Thoughts. I did mm-hmm. want to say one of the uh, something I maybe I should have mentioned earlier. The ending with the gig and like having a I need to get to the gig, whether she's going to play or not. Mm-hmm. The short turnaround of Mom Taz organizing where they're going to do the gig and stuff. It was sort of like anti drama mm-hmm. because. It didn't really matter from the point of the the band was apparently doing fine without Amina there. Mm -hmm. And then her just being there was just celebration of being there, which is fine. But like, this is where you could add an element of like suspense or will they, won't they, or like that there's gonna, there's an element of like, what if this doesn't happen? Yeah. And they just didn't do that. And maybe the show didn't need to, but this is where I felt like it was missing its opportunities to to increase the stakes somewhat. And this is where I say the show felt a little bit slight. That was a good example of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we already talked about the music generally. Did you enjoy their punk version of 9 to 5? the Partner's 9 to 5?
2: Um, not No, overly. apparently. No. It was fine. I didn't hate it. It's There was one thing, one cover that I did fucking hate, and it wasn't 9 to 5.
1: Was it Creep?
2: No, it was We Are The Champions. Oh,
1: yeah. Now, well, I'll come back to in a second. Creep. I think I realise Creep is such a great song because I think just about every cover I've ever heard of it has been good. Mm. That's how strong that song is. It doesn't matter who performs it and how. It is always good, I think. Um, but yes, I'm disappointed that they ended with We Are The Champions. Mm-hmm. As in, I would have preferred they did one of their own songs. And I mm. don't think it was a great cover of We Are The Champions.
2: No, and what also shocked me was that... It didn't shock me, but I was like, uh... Is that it wasn't really a punk version of the song. It was the same song just sung badly. Yeah. Which I was like, oh, that's they haven't really put their own take on it. It's just we are the champions but with speak singing.
1: Yeah. And I guess it was it was just set up to let Amina do the amazing guitar solo, but again, that's not necessarily punk. That's queen. That's yeah. Brian May. That's that's a different thing entirely. So it mm. is a very weird choice. And, like, even the song choice obviously has a very British identity to it. But it also, We Are The Champions is, like, connected to, like, we, I think of it connected to, like, sports films and stuff like that. The Mighty mm. Ducks and, mm. like, uh, A Knight's Tale, which is a pseudo sports film and those sorts of things. Yeah. And, like, it just didn't feel like the right choice. It and it would like have maybe have been a much better choice.
2: Worked better if you said like if there were stakes that w- you really felt so you felt like they had really overcome something. Yeah. But at that point you're like, well, it's going to happen anyway that now they're singing we are the champions. But I don't I'm not sure that that really fits anyway.
1: No, it ends up being a, a celebration of them the band and of Amina being able to sort of get past her We didn't really talk about I mean there's just sort of like performance anxiety. Mm. Uh I thought it was a fun element of the show. Very, very dorky. We've seen before this person Mm -hmm. who pukes every time they try to perform in front of a crowd. But I enjoyed, I think one of my favorite performances um, actually was when she did the spoken word, the poem bit. Mm. And like that anxiety as performance, and just like it was pretty much a single camera shot, it was very few cuts away. Really enjoyed the comedy and the intensity of that. I thought that was beautifully done. And I enjoyed when they did that crappy. Gig at the pub with those bunch of assholes who were there to make their life hard and were paid to do be, do the same thing. Mm. I loved when the song was over and they didn't get a single applause. They did celebrate Amina's moment there. Yeah. That that is where the show was working for me on a um on some emotional level. Like I felt yeah. that that this is cool.
2: I think like my favorite performance is in the first episode with Amina in her wardrobe.
1: Oh, you love that I, one? Yeah. I
2: really, like, I thought it was really funny and I liked it a lot.
1: It was also surprising because I didn't know the yeah. show was going to do this and I was like, oh my God, is this, a, is this a musical show? Yeah, it was a
2: really fun element. I was like, oh, and like the socks singing and stuff. It was, yeah, I, I was like, okay, this show has a great sense of humour. I'm into yeah. it.
1: And I do think overall the show's sense of humour, while very cartoony and like over the top at times, I, I just, yeah, really enjoyed it. Anyway, we've so said that already. Uh, Favourite lines. That's some real bourgeoisie snobbery for a Marxist. That was a Montaz <laughs> line, which I liked. And then at the very last episode, I think it's either her mom or her grandma comes into the room and she just asks, did you record Bake Off? The box was full. I <laughs> just <laughs> don't know why, but I really liked that moment. I believe that inside the Voldemort Under, oh, Vold, Voldemort. Voldemort <laughs> under My Headscarf song mm. is a reference to Harry Potter puppet pals. I don't know if you remember this. I do. Back in the yeah. early days of YouTube, there's a line that I'm pretty sure is Voldemort, Voldemort, oh Voldy, Voldemort, I believe. Right. Which is directly, unless it's coincidence, which it might be, directly a reference to Harry Potter puppet pals and the ticking time bomb. Which is a really old YouTube video. <laughs> really, that I haven't watched. It's taking me in back. I'm time. So but I heard it and I was like flashbacks. I was like, if that was a reference to Harry Potter puppet pals, deep fucking cut, and I like it. <laughs> also, Good spot
2: though. Well done. Yeah,
1: I know. I was like, oh my god, really. And then the other thing was when Syra is going and reading to her at her, the, the the like music magazine mm. at her sister's um, gravestone. That always fucking gets me. Every time someone's reading to their dead loved one at their, Mm. like, in the cemetery, always fucks me up for some reason. It happens in Creed. Rocky is reading to Adrian, reading the paper or whatever. Fucking ruins me every time someone does that. Don't know why. It's a shortcut straight to my emotions, that one. Uh, Least favourite and favourite episode. What was your least favourite episode, Damask?
2: Um, Mine is the finale. Um, I hated We Are The Champions that we discussed. Um, And I just knew there was no hope for me. Because, like, throughout the show, I was like, maybe I'm going to get to know the characters a bit better in this episode. Maybe Mm -hmm. the bonding that I'm going to really appreciate is going to be in this one. But by the finale, I was like, it's just not going to happen. And so, therefore, this show is not for me.
1: I'm going to say Episode 3, Earth Natives. I had the least amount of notes. Mm -hmm. I really, truly believe this could have been a two-hour movie. Yeah. And this was like the start of Act 2. And that's basically the function of this episode, is just getting like, okay, Amina is now officially part of the band. What does it look like trying to make her part of the group? They do that, like go out to the countryside and fuck around a paddock. And it was was fine. It was fine. There's nothing... (laughs) know uh, it wasn't do it was just getting us to other places eventually, but even mm. then it wasn't really pushing the envelope this show in general so it was just the most stock standard sort of like oh yeah, I'm having a good time but nothing to write home about this episode. your favorite episode mine was the first like I really
2: liked Amina and I think I do throughout the series as well but her introduction mm-hmm. I was laughing like I said I love that song in her wardrobe I enjoyed the sense of humor that her parents have or she has about her parents um yeah i was really into it i thought it was fun it had a lot of energy and i was super excited for where it was going to go
1: i'm going to say episode five represent uh i like the starting they have they're fantasizing about their like what success looks like for each of them. And this is the sort Mm -hmm. of shortcuts they're taking to try and get you to understand their characters without actually doing the work, I think. But I did enjoy, like, everyone's version of success was particularly specific and unique. Um, And then by the end of it, what, no? Didn't agree? I mean,
2: uh, Cyrus sorry, and Aisha's pretty similar.
1: Yes. they're they, just the angry, uh, angry ones I, who love No, no, Aisha's, Aisha's involved a lot of water and having a girlfriend, I think was the important <laughs> thing there. Yes. <laughs> that sure. One. They were mm. very wet, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, but, like, it's that episode five so, sort of penultimate episodes are often my favourites because it's when the drama peaks. And so in mm. this one, they had that big blow-up at the end of the episode where Syrah in particular is like, let's just lean into this and really say something controversial and this whole thing about I want to fuck a terrorist or whatever. And then she goes one by one through the group. And again, it's not original. It's not new. We have seen this done a million times before. But the performances are strong enough that I, am, I give a shit that these people are upset and you feel like this is a defining moment where they might fall apart you know it's where the drama peaked and therefore it's where I was sort of most invested in the story I think predictions hopes and concerns what would you like out of a series two
2: um I just hope they add depth and complexity to their characters really so I, I it might be you know a parks and rec situation where you start off and these, or well, that a lot of kind of comedy series have, that you start off with these stock characters yeah. Um, and you infuse the comedy through those stock characters. And then as the series progresses, then we can kind of spend more time with them, get to know them beyond just like, I am this, I am this. Um, so that's what I'm hoping for in the future.
1: Would you be interested in having more episodes in the season to try and make room for that? Do you think six episodes is is the right number? Because for, the, for, um, the, of the, for story the story they're, they're telling. For the story that think, exists, it's yeah. so
2: short and simple that I can't imagine them having that much more in there. But I mean, I guess it's hard to say because what they're telling is such a, a straightforward
1: story. Well, that's what this season was, right? Yeah. I think this is again where I compare it to a movie, um, mm. is because it really just hit those beats that you would in a sort of hour and a half, two hour movie. And mm-hmm. if you were to get more episodes, you could start to be more episodic. You could have episodes that are centered on other characters that aren't Amina and aren't Sarah, and you can start to tell different sorts of stories because of that. Mm. And so I think what I want more than anything is just more. I mm-hmm. think it, the, it, as a jumping off point, it's really strong and they're, if the opportunity there is to expand upon that and spend more time with the characters and probably have more episodes and make it more episodic in nature and more like a television show, because mm-hmm. it needs to, that's what it hasn't done. It hasn't proven that it's a television show yet. It proved to me it could tell a good one-off story and the, the energy and the potential is there, but it hasn't proven it's a long form television show yet. Mm. And that's what I want to Yeah. Um, I also think different narrators for different seasons might be good or for different episodes. I think let's move off Amina Mm -hmm. and get more time inside or with other characters, members of the band. I think would be really, really good. But I do want more. I think that's the, the most important thing. I think that's it. I think we've done our best to try and talk about this show at any sort of length. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Hunting Seasons. You can find more of what we do via our website, huntingseasonspodcast.com. Our logo comes from Sean Kirkpatrick, aka at Shawnee Boy Draws. Our theme song and bumpers are from Lucas Heil of Birthday Lottie Club. Find links to their work in our show notes. You can also find myself, Broderick Gordas, on Twitter at BGordis, B-G-O-R-D-E-S, Damask.
2: You can find me on Twitter at maskymoo Mo
1: o Next episode, we'll be back to discuss sex education season one. Coming at this one late, but I believe they're filming season three at the moment. So if we can get through the first two seasons, we'll be able to catch up with that by the time it arrives on Netflix. In the meantime, thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.
2: Bye. Bye,
1: everybody. And so